Sherry Burgi says day by day, it's getting more difficult to feed her family. There we go. A hundred dollars at the grocery store buys less than it did last year. What used to fill five bags might fill three now. So I just don't find it. It's very fair. I'm going to pay more and get less. Burgi's experience mirrored in every household across the country. According to the latest Canada Food Price Report, over the past year, the cost of bakery items has increased by nearly 15%. Vegetables up by 12.7% and fruit just a point lower. The prices for dairy up almost 10% and meat up almost 8%. All right, uh, so that's the situation, right? We're all dealing with foodflation. But then this morning on a couple of Jeff Braun's newscasts, I heard this story out of Cape Breton University, where food security at that post-secondary institution is a real problem. Daminpreet Singh says the student-run food bank at the university in Sydney, Nova Scotia, gives out 50 packages of food daily, but as many as 100 students a day are reaching out for help. Singh says many students are really struggling with food affordability, and the food bank needs more staff, space, and money. He also believes the need for food is likely tied to the cost of living in Sydney, as well as the scarcity of available work. Rob Westgate, the Canadian Press. So I reached out to uh, the head of the Students' Union at the University of Manitoba. Many of these post-secondary institutions have food banks, and then, of course, many students, I'm sure, uh, deal with uh, uh, places like Harvest Manitoba as well. Uh, but Jaron Rikus is the president of the University of Manitoba Students' Union, and I caught him, I recorded a bit of a conversation with him earlier this morning uh, as he was about to get on a plane. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to talk to him and ask him about the situation at the University of Manitoba. Are you seeing what they're seeing at Cape Breton University as well, at the University of Manitoba? Look, I mean, with the rising cost of inflation, students across the country are going to continue seeing crisis uh, with regard to, you know, purchasing groceries, with regard to, you know, anything that's required for them to have a, a safe and sustainable life. Um, and, and food is always going to be a part of that. So, you know, we, we've definitely seen a rise in food insecurity and we've definitely seen a, a struggling student population for sure. Do you have a food bank at the University of Manitoba? We do, yeah. Our administration as well as the union have uh, have partnered for the last several years on our food bank. Food bank isn't necessarily going to cover all of the demands. Um, it's only one piece of the puzzle to finding a solution to this issue. Listen, it's been a long time since I was in college, uh, but I know when I was in college, I struggled. I can only imagine the struggle for many students, as you pointed out at the start of this, how the price of everything has increased so much. It's bad, yeah. I mean, the the price of groceries is going up. The price of, of you know, even in Winnipeg, which is a you know a very affordable city, you know, the price of housing continues to rise, which is causing issues for students attempting to find a home. You know, we have international students who come to this province, pay you know roughly four or five times higher tuition, and on top of that, they're expected to find a place to live. And uh, you know, whereas a couple of years ago, you know, a one bedroom apartment might have cost you what you know 400 500 dollars mm-hmm. now you're looking at minimum 800 right that's not uh that's not a workable solution yeah so what do we do what are you doing about this food insecurity at the university i mean it's i don't know if it's necessarily something that we we solve overnight right i mean it's going to be a, a long process for now we're looking to spread information 
Um, we gave our pre-budget submission to the university, and uh, they've taken a look at the recommendations that we've given to uh, to attempt to resolve some of the, the discrepancies. Um, but you know, the the main thing that we're seeing is there just needs to be more investment in uh, in post-secondary education. There needs to be more of an investment in students in general, right? If we're looking to support students. If we're looking to solve uh, an inflationary crisis, the best way to do that is by providing money to the people who are best you know, supported by providing that money. So you have asked the university for more money specifically for food for students that are struggling. I mean, we've talked to them and we've had conversations about looking to increase the budget mm-hmm. uh, and increase the supports that are available from our food bank. Absolutely. Jern Reich is president of the Students Union at the University of Manitoba. Now, Stephen Nixon, a Winnipeg firefighter because the rooftop campout is back. Stephen, good morning. Morning, Hal. Happy Monday. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. So it begins tomorrow in Osborne Village. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know before we get into the details, does it feel good to be doing this again after a few years of not doing it? It, it really does. It's, uh, it's been a long hiatus and a long couple of years for all of us, so we're uh, we're. We're all looking forward to getting back into the swing of things and uh, raising money for this very good cause. Talk about the cause, because it's muscular dystrophy. It is muscular dystrophy. Um, and, you know, as you, as you said earlier, we are camping on the roof of the Osborne Station downtown. This will be our 11th year camping uh, in support of muscular dystrophy. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that us firefighters hold near and dear to our hearts. Every money yeah. we raise in Manitoba this week will stay within Manitoba to support those living with MD. So it begins tomorrow. It wraps up on Friday. Uh, at any given time, how many firefighters do you have on the roof there at Station 4? Uh, we've, got, we've got four firefighters camping out for, uh, for the next couple of nights there. Um, one, of our ca- one of our campers is a veteran camper of five years. He's been doing it. He's our, our spokesman, our role model, if you'll call it. And uh, this year we've got three new campers, first-timers uh, up there. So they're all looking forward to it. Great guys. And, uh, again, we're all here for the right right cause and a good cause. Yeah. And so then starting tomorrow and again on Wednesday, Thursday, and into Friday, uh, people going through Osborne Village will at times see firefighters with boots. And the hope is that you'll throw a loony or a toonie or even a 5 or a $10 bill in the boot to help out. We uh, that, That's right. We'll... Uh, morning and afternoon rush hours you will see see our firefighters many of our guys just got off shift coming off night shift heading down there to help out we'll be uh you know in in the rush hour wearing our turnout coats boot in hand and anything that anyone is able to donate would be muchly appreciated so we'll uh, we'll see how things change you know last time we did it was uh 2019 where uh you know change and loonies were a little more pre- prevalent than they are now everyone's tapping and everything but uh you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully Winnipeg uh, puts out like they usually do and uh, help out. That's a good point, right? I mean, you know, it has been a few years, and everybody is tapping a card now as opposed to carrying cash. Uh, do you think that could uh, have an impact? Yeah, hoping it doesn't. I'm sure it will. Uh, believe it or not, Muscular Dystrophy Canada actually retrofitted a couple pairs of firefighting boots with a tap option on them so we'll uh, we'll see how those work uh you know the weather isn't looking too warm in the morning so hopefully the uh, electronics don't fail on us but uh there will be the odd option to tap but 
you know, every year it's uh, it's the loonies and toonies that really add up for us. Well, that's very cool that they did that. That's that's interesting, huh? Yeah, it's uh, something new, um, and I guess it's you know it's a change of the times, right? Everyone, like you said, everyone's tapping now on their phone or cards. So uh, we'll see how it works. Hmm. Um, I'm curious. What was? Do you have a goal? Like, what did you do in 2019, if you can remember? And and do you have a goal this year, or are you just hoping for the best? Well, our goal in 2019 was one hundred thousand uh, dollars raised during the week, and believe it or not, we did we did meet that goal that year. It was great. Um, but again, times change, and we're getting back in the swing of things. We will obviously take what we can get, um, and I think it's safe to say we'll, we'll try and maintain that goal of one hundred thousand dollars. You know how whatever we whatever we bring in again is just it goes to a very good cause and every money we all the monies we bring in stay here in Manitoba which is great. Yeah. Well, listen, and I'll encourage people to you know if they don't get a boot that's got the tap option, there's nothing saying they can't pull into Station Four there at 150 Osborne and drop off a 20 uh, or 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 whatever. Right there, if somebody is wanting to help, you're happy to take the help. We are happy to help. If they want, they can pull up to the fire hall there, ring the bell, and uh, we get one of our campers on the roof will lower a firefighter boot down by a rope, and uh, they can fill the boot, and we'll haul it back up. So it's, uh, it's great. Bring the kids down. They love to see the fire trucks. They love to ring the bell and see the campers up there. Yeah, very cool. Stephen, uh, I hope I can get you or, or some other firefighters on for updates as we go along through the rooftop campo. My phone is always on, Hal. You can call me anytime you need, and I uh, would be happy to give updates. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks, Al. Take care. All right, Stephen Nixon, Winnipeg Firefighter, uh, treasurer with the Firefighters Union, and the rooftop campout again gets going tomorrow. But we begin our two of Connecting Winnipeg with Ravi Rambaran, owner of St. James Burger and the Four Crowns, and a new restaurant. Ravi, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Hal? Excellent. Thanks for coming on. I got to tell you, man, um, you and your businesses do so much uh, for great causes locally. Uh, check out uh, Ravi and St. James Burger and, and the Four Crowns on social media. You're always doing good for people in the community, your customers. And so I'm happy to have you on today to talk about your new restaurant. The ribbon gets cut this afternoon at 5.30. Tell us about Dreamland Diner on Portage Avenue. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Dreamland's the new venture. It's, um, it's at the corner of Thompson and Portage, just close to Moray, right beside the infamous underdogs. And uh, that's at 2615 Portage. And, yeah, today's the grand opening. Today's the official grand opening. Um, Basically, it's a uh, it's a really family oriented um, restaurant with a with a very fifties nineteen fifties mid century theme uh, that really cool retro style with the checkered floors and the red and white furniture and the neon and um, it's just a great place to take your kids. Uh, we've got a bunch of kids meals, uh, but more importantly, we are a full service ice cream shop, and that's our primary business there. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this in my food column, Hal's Kitchen, yesterday in the Winnipeg Sun. I can't wait to try the deep-fried Mars bar. You've got some pretty cool <laughs> stuff like that on the menu, too. Yeah, you know, our, our chefs just kind of try to have fun with the menu. And, and I think just based on based on the fact that it's an ice cream and dessert shop, it's uh, it really lends itself to creative uh, cooks in the kitchen that just, you know, it. hey, we should try this today. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's deep-fry a Mars bar. Sure, why not, <laughs> you know? So it's it's a lot of fun, and um, the food that we do have it's 
it's very very affordable food it's nothing fancy it's 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 uh we've got a mm-hmm. variety of kids meals and and uh if the adults want to have a bite we've got we've got hot dogs and smokies on the menu yeah, of course, uh, not that particular spot, but a long portage there is well known for, uh, there was back in the day, not that long ago, a great 50s-themed restaurant. Uh, did that play into your decision to do this, or, or why? Fi- it, it were, uh, listen, when I first came to Winnipeg in 1989, I played oldies on KY58 back in the day with Ron, <laughs> with Ron Abel, right? So, I mean, I'm I'm... I'm very well aware of uh, of the 50s and the music and the and the vibe but yeah. we're almost getting to the point now where a lot of people don't even remember the 50s. I think now's a really good time to bring back that that feel. I think 10 years ago it would have been a little bit too early, you know, where where it's not quite cool and retro enough now now it's one of those things where you know I grew up going to restaurants like that when I when I was small I remember Susie Q's and it was yep. just so cool. What a great memory, right? So now I want to take my kids to a place like that. And I think a lot of parents do. So it kind of kind of gets to relive that experience a little bit and, and uh, you know, teach our kids about it and, and, and just make it really fun. Yeah. You know, I, I can't help but think of Happy Days, uh, the, TV, the old <laughs> TV show, and, and then, you know, food, like nostalgia is huge, right? And over the pandemic, I think comfort food became really important to us. And so I, I think this has a nostalgia, obviously, and a comfort to it. I, I think you're going to do well with this because I think people are, are looking for that nostalgia, that comfort, uh, uh, you know, maybe better days, right? I don't know. You know, that's what we wanted to make kind of a recession-proof restaurant, which I know isn't, isn't, you know, always possible. But what I mean by that is we wanted to make the food really affordable and simple. So families could come out, um, obviously, for ice cream. But if they wanted to have a few bites, it's not going to cost them $15 a head like it does at other restaurants, where it's 15 to 20 even $25 a person. It's going to cost them 7 8 bucks. They can have a hot dog if they want. They don't need a full-plated meal, right? Um where families can still go out with their kids and have a dining experience without costing a hundred dollars, you know, where, where unfortunately that, that, that is the reality these days at a lot of dining restaurants. Right. So, um, and that's really no one's fault, but it's just what things cost these days. So we wanted to create something where people could still go out um, and with inflation still be able to have a few bites with their family and have a really enjoyable atmosphere and experience. Well, I was going to say, you know, here you are opening yet another restaurant, you could argue, at the most difficult time, and yet you're optimistic. And I think your approach to, uh, you know, I don't know if any restaurant is re- recession-proof, and you sort of chuckled as you said that, but I get what you're, what you're saying. You're saying, listen, you know what, if you want to come and have a hot dog or just an ice cream cone or an order of fries, you can do that. You don't have to go and spend twenty twenty five thirty dollars and have a big sit down meal you can uh and i think that is a trend that we're seeing in restaurants it is it is and, it, and it's it sucks to be honest but it's um you know there's nothing really anyone can do about it inflation is very real and and i just you know opening a restaurant sounded really silly uh you know when, when the idea first came to light and, and then i thought what can people actually go out and do right now that that they'd be willing to do right now and spending five or six bucks on a hot dog sounds realistic, right? Mm-hmm. And the kids can go out and have a meal for seven or eight bucks and they can have an ice cream cone on top of it and afford to have dessert on top of their meal, right? So again, I think affordability is a big thing. We're not a gourmet restaurant at all by any means. We're not trying to be. Um, we are trying to be a very family-focused kids restaurant. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, and families are struggling right now. They can't take the two or three kids out and and have a family meal in a restaurant. So I I I think you're you're on. I think you may be on to something. I guess time will tell. You know, uh, as now the owner of three restaurants. Uh, you're maybe the perfect guy to ask this question of, what about staffing? Are you having challenges getting good workers, keeping good workers, and attracting good workers? I think I think I might be one of the lucky ones where I've been, I've been good with uh, retaining my staff. And with Dreamland, it's been incredible. Like, we have so many resumes coming in there. It's, it's awesome. I think, I think that atmosphere just really attracts people. But, um, no, I, I'm not. And I think that the world is taking a bit of a turn where people are starting to get back to work. And, uh, you know, I'm part of a restaurant group in the city where, where we have our WhatsApp group and we, we chat about staffing and that. And we would ask each other constantly, hey, do you have someone for that can do dishwashing? Do you have a host? Do you have a servers that are looking for more work? And those requests have gone right down in the last few months. So um, <clears throat> we, I, think, I think staffing is really taking a turn, which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Ravi, all the best with uh, Dreamland Diner. Appreciate you coming on, and, and keep up the good work in the community, man. It, uh, you're you're such a cool guy for doing everything that you do, and so I wish you nothing but success. Hey, and vice versa. You know, thanks for doing what you do, and thanks for uh, th- thanks for having me on today.